Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it is Hing here. Uh, we've had so many people get in touch with us recently to ask when live shows are coming back. Uh, well, if you meet the New South Wales government vaccination and slash or testing requirements to attend a live comedy or entertainment show, boy howdy do I have great news for you. We're doing shows again. Um, our very first Dragon Friends live show back post-lockdown is at the Comedy Store in Sydney on Wednesday, the 10th of November. Uh, this will be the season finale. Uh, it is next week, so come along to that. It'll be so good to see everyone. The whole gang will be there. Uh, we've got special cocktails. It's going to be a blast. As I said, the season finale. Uh, come along to that. Also, I'm doing one final performance of my uh, stand-up show, Kill Hing in the Name Of. That is on Friday, the 19th of November. Again, at the Comedy Store. I know heaps of Dragon Friends fans couldn't uh, get tickets to the, to the first ones because uh, a bunch of the nights were sold out back uh, when I did it in like May or whatever. But I'm doing it one more time. Um, come along to both shows. Why not? You know? Um, yeah, again, if you meet the requirements. Uh, tickets are available from the Comedy Store website. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you there. Bye! Just before we start, can I say, in my head, I'm already designing the TV ads for Dave's Unethical Circus. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship is forever. Friendship never ends. It doesn't matter what time you're in. You're still a dragon friend. One thousand years since the high ages of Netheril, and these forgotten realms are reduced to a carcass slowly dying on a slab, the extremities becoming cold and brackish, beset by war, by shortage, by famine, but the slowly erratic beating of the heart still drums at its heart, and its heart is currently suspended high above the pathetic spires of New Islandar. Pathetic in every way, except for the hope already beating through the city as revolution spins in the air but that revolution has been given action and strength in the form of a strike force that is even now seeking to cut the heart out of the sky that strike force of course are four adventurers their adventuring friend and an old man that we call the dragon friends banknote and ignatius bum mm-hmm Bum, bum. Traveling up <laughs> winding staircases that seem without end. You have already fought the Ardenites that seem to defend this place and you are heading towards the beating heart of the Citadel, egged ever onward by the maps provided for you by Ignatius. True, you have lost a comrade. True, you have found a knife. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever really lose an adventuring party. You gain their you stuff. Find some stuff. <laughs> Get some items. <laughs> It is strange, it seems, are the vicissitudes of fate, and yet it seems that finally the winding staircase comes to an end as you see it collapses into a portal that needs opening. Now, is that you mispronouncing portal? Yeah, or is it a different thing? No, this is, <laughs> or is this a porthole? I'm very happy for that to be the problem with that sentence because the <laughs> needs opening was also... <laughs> and you did say last time that there was a ramp because the robots had wheels, so a staircase is going to be trouble for them. 
unless there's kind of an area where they're not allowed, so they put in steps. This was also raised in the robot sensitivity course. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a ramp. It's a spiral ramp uh-huh. case, and it comes up to a porthole, like in on a ship mm-hmm. that needs to be wound open. It is currently closed. Oh. The iris winked shut like a sphincter. The aperture. Yeah. Um, uh, is there some kind of windy wheelie kind of thing? You can, but it will make. It looks like it will make a huge clattering noise. Now the sirens that were ringing before have started to die down, and no more Ardenites have come. So it seems that whatever it was, those alarms were meant to call have failed to be roused. Bum. The heart lies beyond this aperture. That's right. The the the, the beating heart of the ziggurat lies beyond this door. All right, Bilge. What? Feeling strong? When am I not? Let's turn this wheel. <laughs> All right, make a strength check for me, Filge. You oh, can have advantage. With advantage. If anyone's helping, Beston's helping. Mm-hmm. Good. No problem. Da, 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 da. I will do it. The way, the way that this works in D&D is, of my course, muscles. you would be able to do this eventually, but I want to see how quickly you can open it. 22. A 22. And a 20. All right, great. Uh, Whoa. Not critical, just natural. No, that's, that's good. So Filge um, reaches forward and with her biceps bulging. Did you call a non-natural roll a maths roll? Because <laughs> you had to add two numbers together. <laughs> yeah. A natural 20 for... and a maths 20. <laughs> what? I, I was just, after I said it, I was like, what is the word for that? A lot of D&D people call it a dirty 20. Dirty 20. No, I don't like that. Uh, no, I think I like it. That's, that's classic D&D people. I like ma- you, a maths 20 a lot. Dirty a natural 20 and a maths 20. That's what we yeah, could That's good. That's yeah. All right, great. So, so it clatters open. The iris blinks open. And finally, there is light again. For there are glowing crystals ensconced around a large room. You see that this room is a ring of balconies over a huge empty space that spans several floors. You've been winding up for a while now. You must be reaching the it's top like a big Guggenheim. of the Citadel. It's like a big Guggenheim. That's the mm. second time that this Australian podcast has referenced the specific <laughs> architecture of the second most famous museum <laughs> of modern art in New York. <laughs> what was the first time? Yeah, what's the most famous museum? The, mu- the muse- museum MoMA. of... MoMA. The Museum of Modern Art is the most yeah. famous museum of <laughs> well, modern what art. About, what, what about the, the first Met? time that we referenced it? Oh, we, the Guggenheim, you, the, we There's went a to... whole thing there. He oh, bought we, the police. Oh, we said it there, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the specific architecture of the building <laughs> yeah, of the art museum. Is it a sign that you have to stop doing a podcast when you start trying to remember the last time you referenced the Guggenheim? <laughs> <laughs> Just us dancing about architecture. Do you know what a baby's favourite museum is? The Gugugagenheim. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way out onto the balcony, illuminated in light, as you see the light shining in the eyes of Ignatius Bum, muttering yes, yes to himself, <laughs> scrabbling notes, making corrections to his <laughs> illustration of the room, drawing in freehand in an impressive, quick, sketchy style, mm. the shape of the room and you can see as you reach the balcony that down about 20 feet below you huge pylons cutting across the balcony are suspended in a giant cylinder of what looks like lead encased in bands of pure viridian hanging from these pylons with dull cracked glass crystal windows built at irregularly around it like blisters on the side Ooh, and this is the heart it seems to pulse, yeah. In fact, like much like a heartbeat, you can see that there is light, green uh, lights, reminiscent of the, the light of raw ether shining 
pulsing. Normally this is purple, but this, while there's a quality to the light is similar, it is a murky, awful green. Um, Freezer's gonna do a uh, perception check. Arcana, this is an, this an, is an honestly, <laughs> this is an arcana check. All right, an arcana check, Dave. <laughs> I rolled 11 plus three is 14. All right, Freezer looks, you look forward and you get a sense of what you're seeing here. This entire room is the heart of the citadel and all of the tributaries of ether that are being sucked out of the city, out of the backs of necks of the citizens are being beamed up here and are coalescing inside this furnace. Is it the, wireless, Dave? Uh, it's wireless from the city to there, yeah, yeah. It's, it gives the storms. Remember I said that there are sort of ever-present storms over the city? That electrical discharge is the Wi-Fi ether beaming upwards. Mm-hmm. But it, as it appears inside the citadel, it is poured down these pylons and into this furnace. And it, whatever is concentrating in there is being bathed in the most pure, radiant life magic possible. But the colour of the ether confuses you because it is it is a should not be this color it suggests something has gone very very wrong with the magic Mm. okay so what's in this bathtub in the middle yeah this furnace you would have to climb down the pylons fly down or otherwise see it's suspended 20 feet below you Mm. can we and if we just like if we blow this thing up this whole thing will crash and then we won't die these four pylons yeah they're they're heavy they're they're the size of like filger's leg each of them they're made out of like it looks like iron links, so it's not a matter of just snapping them, right? And can and we can't see in the room one of those wayback machines that we need to hit. We don't have an MF button we can smash. <laughs> not oh. on this, not on the balcony, no. And you can see that as as I said, this is cut through about four stories of the ziggurat, so it goes down to murky darkness about forty feet below you. Um, so there could be stuff down there, but nothing that you can see up here. Yeah, what we should have done is brought one of those um, people who can make uh, magic tunnels anywhere with us. That would have been smart. Would have been smart. Yeah. <laughs> what about those pills? Do we have pills? You should have brought the no, cricket we... too. Yeah. He wouldn't yeah have, well, wouldn't the cricket have... had a gun, but the cricket <laughs> also had like an airplane. What if, we, <laughs> what if we drop Ignatius Bum off here and listen, like count how many seconds it is till he hits the ground? Okay, he hears that. <laughs> <laughs> What, does what do you think about, about that, that bum? <laughs> I mean, bum? I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> okay, well, I, I think that if you're just looking for an object, you could probably find. Well, uh, uh, one back- for one against. Back so <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna throw the piss knife over the edge and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Into the bath. Into the hot bath. Uh, throw it furnace. down to see how long it takes to hit the bottom. All right. Uh, okay. Interestingly, you throw the dagger off the side, and it. Let me just fifty percent actually. Let me see if it lands blade or hilt first. All right, it lands blade first down, 40 feet down. And as it hits the... the child go, ah! (laughs) (laughs) As it hits the... the what looks to be like old ironwood planks on the ground floor of it, there is a spark and then a nova of white energy bursts out. There's some kind of contact magic on the blade as it bursts out in a nimbus, illuminating briefly what you can see looks like an old workshop four stories um 40 feet down below you mm. and to another another 10 feet below the furnace but this these pylons are they climbable like if they're iron links we could yep. we could put up they're iron links them, right? and and they are also built in such a way that inside them you can see a sickly tube of what looks like to be kind of glass or crystal or something a bit more malleable which of which this green sludgy energy is being drained down. Maybe we should just try and burst one of these tubes. They're very hard to get through because they're ensconced in this metal. 
Oh, they're you kind can, of you can try. reinforced. Mm. Right. They look weaker closer to the furnace. Some Maybe kind of workshop down Maybe there. Maybe we should go down there. Yeah, let's go down there. Maybe Banknote could um, work out what the workshop does. Oh, sure. Now, there's no stairs, so how down are you going to get down? Wait a second. Climb. Can I teleport? <laughs> oh. Yes, Filge, you Filge, you have Thunder's you can Wake. Bamf. Yeah, yeah can th- bamp. That's I don't what think I mean. you've ever used it. Well, you know what? It's a party trick and you don't want to use it all the time. Other person. I, People mm. get sick I think of it. Filge used it a couple of seasons ago. We went and burnt down that village. She did. She bamfed <laughs> and everything got right into up. the middle of some fire. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you understand why she's hesitant. So if you smack the ground, it creates a thunder wave explosion, and then anywhere within thirty feet that you can see, and you can currently see down there because of that nimbus of light. If you're quick, you can materialize by yourself. You can't carry anyone with you because it takes two hands to carry. So I go in the floor or straight into the bath. I just, the bath looks hot. Okay. I, I, yeah, maybe not the bath. I trust you, Baston. Yeah, I appreciate your counsel. I wouldn't go in the bath. Well, I know I you like you a bath. You've got to dip your elbow in first. Yeah, true. Test the waters. Okay, I'm going to bamf down to the workshop floor. All right, you bamf down to the workshop floor by yourself, leaving the rest of them 40 feet above you on the balcony looking down. And as you do, your eyes, because of your dark vision, you can see that this is a large workshop. It looks reminiscent of like an inventor's workshop. You can see that there are workbenches. There are looks like automata, more of the Ardenites in various stages of construction and a bench with half-built beautiful mechanical songbirds. There is also, and there are other things and shapes draped in fabric around the room and everything is coated in a layer of dust. It looks like it hasn't been touched for centuries and you suddenly hear a whimper and you spin around and you see that there is a figure an emaciated looking elf impossible to tell how old he is who is standing in a robe that is so stiff with age and mildew that it looks like it's about to fall to pieces you don't recognize the elf and he's looking at you with wonder and horror in his eyes i hold my javelin to his neck (laughs) okay I don't poke him with it. I'm just... And I say, who are you? And then I yell, there's a guy down here! <laughs> who are you? Y- you're not meant to be here. No one's meant to be here. It's, I, <laughs> this is... No! <laughs> <laughs> no! You, you've got to get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got a new Ben Jenkins yeah, voice. voice. Put it in the register. by um, Moses Jenkins. Ben, I'm just trying to understand (laughs) what emotion is he conveying (laughs) there? Well, he contains multitudes. Cranky. His emotion is he's drunk a mouthful of molasses, I think. (laughs) This is not where you should be. You should be you you should you should be elsewhere. And he's swatting at you, even with the javelin, like he's trying to sort of dust you out of the room. Put him in the furnace. These are the the only ones who may be here are me! And the robots! And of course, Master. Wait, is Master having a bath? You must not speak of him! Get his name out of your mouth, you lady. What name would that be? I will not even sully the air betwixt us. (laughs) Is that Jar Jar? It's it's a Jim Henson character. I really like it. It's a Muppet. You're you're doing a Muppet. Not a Muppet in the Muppets, a Muppet in a scary movie, but a Muppet. Yeah. You cannot get out! 
and he um, goes to the workbench and starts looking for something. And as he d- does this, he, you see inside his robes and there's some oh yuck <laughs> through like the re- deep rents around like where his his arms extrude from it, and there are sort of strange scaly portions of his skin. It looks incredibly unwell. It's impossible to tell how old this elf is, but he he does not look healthy and he does not look to be entirely all here. And Phil just there's like this guy. There's something about him, guys. I don't know. I'm thinking at least three seasons more. <laughs> there are more. There are more of you. I must call the Argonites. And he like the Argonites are dead, and soon you shall be. I don't want that. <laughs> what everyone says. I hate that for me. Make for me an intimidation check, Phil. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, it's a cheeky little seven. All right, no, that doesn't unfortunately work. It's you are so much stronger than him, and he looks like if you, he would be fall over on a stiff breeze. But he something he doesn't even seem <laughs> to see you, and he starts. So Eden just failed to drink. Yeah, I know. So well, Ice Cube just tumbled out of his mouth and onto his belly. I was I was really luxuriating it, and then just didn't tip it up in no. time, and I just got ice all over me. He seems to almost be ignoring you and forgetting that you're there again as he starts miming dusting, but he's not holding a duster or anything as he goes through what looks like incredibly well rehearsed motions starting to forget you as he mutters to himself again while he's doing this upstairs on the balcony what are the rest of you doing i will say that ignatius is just sketching madly uh are the chains climbable yeah yeah i'm gonna bobby's gonna start climbing make for me a athletics or acrobatics check meanwhile that's happening but bobby that's what bobby's plan is what about frizo uh banknote 19 What's, uh, what's Ignatius drawing? Okay, he, Ignatius is sketching the room, everything that he can, the fo- the balcony, the furnace, what he saw of the balcony. Ignatius. That's what he saw of the workshop. Ignatius Bum, where would prisoners be kept from your research? Uh, would they be kept in the hold, I suppose? With that? He's pointing at the book and he's pointing the hold area, which is in, in, in the basement of the building. So a few floors, floors down. Right. Four stories down to the workshop will be much closer. And... Bobby, meanwhile, has just grabbed onto the chains and is scurrying down towards the cylinder of lead and viridian in the centre of the room. Filge, what are you up to? Yeah, what are you up to? I've um, picked him up by the ankles. I'm just holding him upside down, waiting for the others to Okay, he's trying to dust, but he's... And he's trying... It seems like he's making a conscientious effort to ignore you because you're upsetting him as he's... Rehearsing, sort of going around the room. He's, you can hear him muttering to himself. Uh, this is not the right way for the room to be. <laughs> Put the room back. <laughs> Frizo and Banknote are going to team up to try and bust open one of these uh, tubes. Mm-hmm. So uh, how could they do that? Yeah. Frizo's first of all going to cast Eldritch Spear at one of the tubes oh. and just try and blast it open. Okay, quickly make for me an attack. Uh-huh. The attack is a... Uh, 9 plus 16 16 Okay Bursts off the side Of the chains And there's a scorch mark But it doesn't look like You've necessarily done Damage to it Okay then Banknote's gonna Climb onto it And use his Artificing You know Sort of Nous To sort of uh, Have a little Perception on it Yep And just see If there are any Weaknesses along the tube. You can add Proficiency to that So you can do Add 3 to Whatever you roll Bilge Is there a door Down there You see a door Rolled at five. Okay, great. Yep, definitely chains. Now, while this is happening, all this has taken a bit of time. Baston is 
is watching the book. So we've got everyone, which means that Bobby by now has skirted down the chains and like a little monkey <laughs> smoking a cigarette has <laughs> bounced off the side of the chains and you found that with the Viridian Band it's quite easy to make your way around the cylinder. In fact, there is a narrow band at the bottom which sort of serves almost as footholds as you work your way around. And you can see now that the cylinder once had a door built into the front of it, although it is so covered with rust now that it looks like it's fused into one solid piece of metal and there is a window of smoky crystal built into that door. Um, can, do I have to do a check, a perception check for me to see what's... You can walk around the yep, and lean in towards the crystal. You don't need to make a perception, is that what you want to do? Yeah. All right, you do, and as you look forward for a second... Slowly, there is swirling green miasma of magic clears and you can see inside an emaciated face in almost looking um, in stupor. But then the eyes suddenly snap and dart with surprising agility and focus onto you as the figure wakes up. It looks impossibly old, wizened, injured and nearly dead, but it is unmistakably a face. He recognises the mouth opens. Bobby... What took you so bloody long? The voice is slightly distorted through the grill that it comes, but it's unmistakably Cassus. Hi. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm too tip-top. I've never felt better. You're looking well. You're looking very good. How's, uh, how's, how's being a deity? I mean, it's... Great. Hey, do you want to come out of here and have a chat? I'd rather stay in here, Duna. Now, although I want to say that although Bobby's voice is very quiet, Cassus's voice is coming through grills and uh, sort of speakers basically all around the balcony, so everybody has heard this. I assume that if you're here, Bobby, Filch, uh, Rizzo, Baston, welcome. You know, I, I I guess this means that you got past my little welcoming party. The Ardenites are... Uh, they're not coming? No, I mean, after all, we are gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Well, it's, you know, first of all, it's really good to see you all. Uh, well, welcome. Um, hey, why don't we all have a chat? I think I'd like that. I think I'd like to have a talk. You know, I haven't really spoken to many people in a long time, but, uh, you know, uh, what do you think of the place? I mean, this is really impressive. i got to say, like, the moment we arrived here, we were like, we have to look up Cassus, because obviously this is his work and he's done a great job. And, um, man, I tell you what, like, it's cool. It's cool as fuck. Yeah, it's cool. It, going for it. He smiles, and as he does, he's, he's wheezing, and you can see what looks like it's possibly blood, but it's black, is leaking out the side of his mouth as he looks at you. And as he turns his head as well, the skin is stretched taut and turning bruising almost immediately and looks like it's ripping apart in some places. Do you need a band-aid? Oh, no, I've never, like I said, I've never felt younger or, or fit as a fiddle. You know, there's so much to talk about uh, from all of you. Uh, did you. Do you know, I made you gods. Did you hear? Did you see? Oh, well, we've been enjoying that. It's great. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, well, thank you for stopping by. Uh, perhaps <laughs> you could maybe... Uh, Call another time when I'm a little uh, less busy. I've got lots to do. I run a whole empire. Did you hear? Yeah, that's great. But maybe we can... Look, can we help? I mean, we're gods. We we are enjoying that. And, I mean, frankly, I, I, look, 
I know you say you're feeling well. It seems like you could do with a bit of help. As soon as you mention help or anything approaching sympathy comes into your voice, the expression on his face changes. The clarity looks there and he suddenly he looks stern, offended even. No, I think you should I I think you should take your leave actually. I'm I'm the big dog. Woof woof. <laughs> <laughs> Woof, woof, I'm the big dog. Okay, well, as he I'm, says that, mm. as he says, I'm the big dog. Woof, woof. <laughs> the dust falling off the speakers, the entire room starts to shake. The chain swaying slightly as the room seems to respond to his rising anger. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Look, I, I mean, I please, I mean, obviously you don't need help. You want to have that chat? Let's have that chat. Now, while this is happening, the figure that has heard this as well, who is absolutely freaking out, is this strange custodial figure, the white-robed elf, who sort of snaps out a little bit of his own um, sort of self-imposed mania as Filge is continuing to hold him upside down. That's is that correct. correct? Put me back where I am with my head at the top and my feet at the bottom. <laughs> Put me back. He's awake. He must not wake for too long. Uh, Beston's going to climb uh, yep, sure. Do you put him down? No, I leave him up. I leave him <laughs> upside down. I say... Uh, He's getting very agitated, swinging around. Well, I'll just arms. whack him gently against the wall. <laughs> yeah, well, whoa, 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 whoa. You're gonna, you're just gonna to get, shut him up a little just bit. Like a just like fish that's moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just the priest, I want you to make a dexterity check. It's just a gentle little... He's a very old elf. Just oh, we've <laughs> made our bed now. All elves have Where? Oh, 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 bums... <laughs> yes. How's <laughs> <laughs> the jarring going, bums? This is simply incredible. Twelve. Simply incredible. Twelve. Twelve, and you're going to let the nickname bum stick? All right, great. <laughs> um, filled to shut him up, gives him, a, sort of swings him against a wall, and there is a thock crack sound, and not dead, but he passes out unconscious. This is about the time it takes for the rest of you that wanted to clamber down to clamber down, which is just best on, it seems. The banknote Frizo machine are still upstairs. Uh, yeah, they've made their way now back down past where we entered and they're heading towards the basement to free the priestess. Oh, amazing. Okay, so they're racing mm. down past the wreckage of the Ardenites, splitting the party up and... Baston, you make your way down to see Phil slightly panicked, holding an unconscious Muppet. elf bleeding from an obvious head wound. Oh, I thought there'd be a, a door down here. We're kind of trapped down here now. Is this? Oh, bum. Are we uh, close yes? to... <laughs> <laughs> not, not you. Uh, oh, well, Cassus is here. Cassus. You're fine with the fact that Phil is holding an unconscious bleeding man? Oh, he's, he's fine. He's fine. What's wrong with him? Can I pop him down on the ground? Yeah, blood Just comes out of his mouth. He slumps <laughs> against the ground. Uh, are we close enough? Like, are we, can we gather around Bobby talking to Carsis? Yeah, actually, once it started shaking, the entire room, the balcony started to slowly rotate like almost a sort of kind of corkscrew shape. And it took you a while to realise the chains are elongating as the furnace is slowly dropping down to the balconies and it rests on a plinth carved in magical runes 
in the centre of the room, in the centre of the workshop, all of the stations around it. So Bobby comes down with it and lands lightly on the floor of the workshop, the furnace in the centre. Well, my four little gods, it's uh, the god of rocks, the god of secrets, the god of... Loving. Being a virgin? Yeah, you're the one that doesn't have any sex. <laughs> That's not how we brand it. It's love and sadness is what... Love and sadness and freezer. He's not there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, downstairs, clambery, clambery, clambering, racing, ever quicker and quicker, Frizo and Banknote. The dream team of Frizo and Banknote. <laughs> First. The original through. odd couple. Hing, are you going to make me... Make the rest of the dragon friends wait while I DM an encounter for you in which you play both characters. Yeah. It's only a matter of time where they see Great, suck let's each other do off. it. All right, yeah, first yeah. of all, there's a jailer at the door. He's got a sword as he swings forward. Uh, Frizo. He's a robot as well. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Then is is Banknotes a glove charged again? No, it's still charging. Charged? In which case, uh, Frizo's going to cast Burning Hands. So the, the jailer needs to make a dexterity 14 saving throw. Okay, it fails. The jailer dies. <laughs> fires. The three, three of you race through. It was a largely a non-combative robot. As you make your way past the Ardenite into what suddenly... Congratulations, you killed a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way into what looks like it was a prison designed to hold many, but at the moment it doesn't hold many at all. Just a single figure sitting on a bench inside a cell who looks up as you arrive. It is Nine Sister Mysonia. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. I don't know who either of you are. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lightshield Banknote, and this here is my new associate, Friso. He's never been to the Capitol, right? Don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, are you here to kill me or free me? Uh, uh, dealer's choice. I mean, lady's <laughs> choice. Free me. Okay, that will free you. Uh, how are you. How are you currently being held? Uh, in this room that what's wrong with you I, I want to know if you can get up and leave yes me. goodbye and she just walks past <laughs> both of you did you open the door and then, and then there's just a sort of moment where Bruce is like hey man how do we think that went <laughs> well I don't know I feel like I, I tried but hey just I, I think we could work a little bit on our interpersonal skills. <laughs> okay, well, that's something we can think about. We'll talk about it later, okay? Now, back to the group. And they head back to the group. Wonderful side quest. Now, <laughs> meanwhile, inside the room, the three of you are gathered around the figure of Cassus. The room is starting to sort of quieten down again. You can hear this pneumatic, bellowsy wheezing coming from the figure inside the tube. Sounding a little wheezy there, Cassus. Oh no, that's just how um, breathing works. I thought about dying. <laughs> <laughs> but why? I've got still so much work to do with Netheril. It's gone from strength to strength. Have you seen the streets? They're very nice. Yes, yes. Look, you've done a great job. It's just maybe it's time for some new management. You know, retire, move to the country. Can you make a perception check for me? Ooh, I love perceiving. <laughs> no, you don't. That's a three. Keep going. <laughs> um, uh, you know, that maybe it's some time to let some new blood in. What are you suggesting? What have you come here to do? We've come... Is this a friendly house call? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Where are my cards? I thought I had some guts. 
God's sake. As he turns around and looks confused, his head moving to the left and the right, you notice for the first time that one of his ears is half cut off and there is a huge old scar that goes from the side of his temple all the way down his neck, his past his chin, past his neck, onto his shoulder blade, like a huge, ancient, almost mortal wound that is long since healed, but sickly and bad. I know you said the door was, like, shut and, like, potentially rusted. Is, is it, like, beyond... You want like, to give it a tug? Give it a, well, just give it a, like, yeah. even use some... Um, <laughs> You like know, use some lockpicking abilities, some but maybe with a bit of, of force. It's not for lockpicking, so it's okay. it's it's not even doesn't even look like it was locked. It looks like hundreds of years since the door has been opened, and it's now rusted shut. That doesn't mean you can't try to force. So it. he's behind the door. He's kind of he's in an, he's in a, a kiln and uh, like a furnace. Oh, he's in the kiln. Yeah, in a well, big. Nobody s- tell bloody bro. No, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a big circular f- furnace um, with a window for um, in a. F- jammed shut door. Why don't you come out and join us? I, I'm so happy in here. Hey, you guys have missed out on a lot of fun. What's it been? A thousand years? So much stuff has happened. Do you remember that guy? Strahd. Do you mm. remember all that stuff? Mm. It feels like so long ago when you killed him. God, after that, the war continued of course, between the Von Zaraviches and us lot. And, uh, you know, the rest is sort of history, I guess. We're still standing. <laughs> Do you know that uh, that's that Elton John who exists in this universe song? I'm still standing. Well, that's me, baby. <laughs> they wrote that song about you? Yeah, I did. I tortured him until he did. Cassus, <laughs> <laughs> what? And in the movie of this, Elton John would be on the side because he'll do fucking anything. <laughs> What's the what's the wound? Who gave you that wound on your ear? <laughs> uh, you you are always so clever, Philomena. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're always so clever. Well, this was somewhat a self-inflicted wound, I suppose. Do you know, in the last days of the war, and you guys were gone for quite a while, the religions hadn't really taken off, but there were little sects popping up here. Little pebbles for the rock ones, uh, little shoplifters for the thieves. Your just one. hand jobs for the virgins. Yeah, they were just fooling around. <laughs> yeah, working their way back to zero. But you know, Bobby, even then, your lot were keen-eyed and eared. But of course, the war was looking pretty bloody good for Netheril. I was up there in Islandar with all my birds and uh, you know my stuff. That I had up there. <laughs> sushi. Oh, no, not sushi. What was it? Teppanyaki. Um, teppanyaki. Well, no, because when my ship crashed oh. and the whole thing shaped, my slug that made teppanyaki was anyway. You know, the Von Zaraviches, they were. Sergei was so cross about Strat because, you know, he always blamed me. Me. I wish I killed Strat. And he, with that wife of his, like a dog with a bone they were, and they rallied in Carcosa. But you know, I had this idea. I was all the way up there in Islandar, and they kept attacking and attacking. And one day, I just thought, well, hold on a second. I'm in a great big shoe. <laughs> and that shoe is poised right above the little bug that I want to, to squish. 
And that little bug is holding a big gun. That's right. Do you guys know the idea of a, of a little ant with a big gun? Well, that was my whole life toward the end of the war. I'd look down from Ireland and I'd see them in Carcosa, those little ants with those big guns. So do you know what I did? It was the smartest thing I ever did. I sabotaged Eleanor. And everybody said, you're mad, Cassus. Oh, Cassus, fuck off. <laughs> you know, cut it out, you prick. I live there. <laughs> That's where my house is. But I did it. And down, 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 we crashed right on top of Carcosa. And that's how we got them. We smushed them. Of course, destroyed a lot of the Sword Coast in the process. But that was that. Anyway, in the crash, well, let's say I didn't take the brace position well enough. You know, before the <laughs> before the crash, the, the, the ladies came out and some of the men and <laughs> the they made us... The is sitting down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Just that they made us watch a little video about how to take the brace position, but I wasn't watching. And so anyway... That's how I got my scar. Who are you? <laughs> and every one of the dragon friends could take a short rest. Uh, At this point, um, Frieza, Banknote and the Priestess finally climbed down the change. And they're like, what do we miss? Tell us everything. <laughs> oh my God, okay. So can you imagine a great big shoe? <laughs> okay, so so the room, so he, he seems content. He doesn't seem to be doing anything. The room is shaking every now and then as the figure... S- with the head wound by your feet begins to stir. He's not quite conscious yet, but starting to sort of move around. Uh, Nine Sister Mysonia, are you all right? I'm fine. Can I go? Well, <laughs> I mean, we all need to go. Do you know how did you get in here? I was captured. Oh, look, I'm just going to find a door. <laughs> all right. Well, look, just before you go, before you go, do you know where we might find a lodestone? <laughs> what? An, an MF lodestone. <laughs> Look, if you get back to the bestonets, just say something inspiring. Say we're doing really well up here. Oh, you know what? I'm going to just... I'm going to become a Buddhist. <laughs> what? What's wrong with my religion? I've been so close to making this character hit herself in the head with a hammer. <laughs> never meet your heroes or your gods. That's what oh, I say. Well, never, you know, me- never meet your disciples then, I guess. You know what? Seven at best. What? And then she just... <laughs> I'll kill you myself. <laughs> Did I hear somebody say Lodestone? Yeah, yeah, Cassis. Everyone's saying Cassis has lost it. Cassis doesn't know where the Lodestone (laughs) is. Cassis has lost his marbles and his Lodestone. So we, I mean, obviously you know where it is, right, Cassis? Of course I do. Deception check? Mm. Yeah, I think that is probably a deception check. Mm. Advantage, because we're all sitting there going like... So we're helping. People are yeah, saying that. Me. That is what people are saying. Mmm. Oh. Deception. Well, that, my friend, is a two. Advantage, though. <laughs> no. Advantage. Advantage. Cassis is, advantage. Cassis is, advantage. Yeah, you got an advantage because we were helping. Fifteen. Fifteen's better than two, Because everyone goes, Huh? Uh? I know where the lodestone is. I haven't lost shit, Philippa. I'm fine. I'm good. I could do a jumping jack. <laughs> it starts to move and it's upsetting. <laughs> just popping. Just, there's lots of popping sounds. Where's your, like lodes- where's your lodestone? I've taken it and put it somewhere where you 
you don't even know. And he really starts to giggle and and he it looks to your right somewhere in the workshop. <laughs> Is it right over there where you're looking right now? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> because when I heard you'd come back, I thought, I can't have it in the in the boneyard. Sorry, I call it the boneyard because that, that's where Ignatius Bum lost his virginity. <laughs> in that bit that we cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leave that in here. <laughs> so I had it delivered and put somewhere very safe and you'll never find it. And his eyes go to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> what is, can we look there? Like, we, what is all it? Look we all there. turn our you heads. We all turn around there, and you see that there is a large shape with a grey blanket draped <laughs> over it. Again, almost stiff with starch and the rot of a thousand no, years. Fuck, no, no. <laughs> best one goes over and pulls the thing. The off. blanket falls to pieces, and there is unmistakably a nether lodestone just resting against the wall on the side of the workshop, as if nine hundred years ago, Cassus planned to work on it and has not had the energy or time. Mm. I guess we hit the MF flow. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, and then all of a sudden you hear the voice of Ignatius Bum. He says, stop! And he turns to the to the creature in the vault and he says, this wasn't our deal, Cassus. <gasps> you said that if I delivered them to you, the lodestone would remain intact. You can't just surrender it to them. Hey, guy. They, they hold all the cards, man. Like, it's not a big deal. You know, they'll just go zippity back to the back to the past and we'll just get on with having a great time here. You know? You can go on about all your metaphysical business, but honestly, I'm chill. I'm fine. I just did, like, 50 jumping jacks. <laughs> As he says that, the figure of Ignatius Bum takes his cane and he twists the topper on the top of the cane twice fully around and then Misty Step blinks down until he's standing beside the stone, in front between the stone and the five of you. Well, do you know what? If I can't be sure that this world is going to be here when the lodestone breaks, then I'm just going to have to go through the lodestone. And he takes out his cane as if to break the lodestone. Uh, Alright, let's hit the lodestone. And as we do that... You, he's in front of it and he's hitting the lodestone. So he got there first. I'm going to make a dash and sort of try to knock him out of the way. Okay, great. Make an opposed initiative check for me. Mm. <laughs> we all rolling initiative? That's a 19. No, it's just Bobby. You rolled a 19? Yeah. All right. I, that was a cool play, Ben, and I appreciate it because Filch did fail the persuasion check last episode and so the betrayal mm. has been set for a while now. However, he is still an old man, and once again, with any cane-related hijinks, he has rolled a two again. Uh-huh. So he goes to... I think he just donks it. <laughs> <laughs> donks it with the cane, and at that point, Bobby barrels into him and smashes him to the side of the workshop and, as and lyre bird, mechanical lyrebirds go and wild. He's like, yeah, man, those things are like rocks. You can't just donk them. <laughs> uh, there's the room shakes again. Uh, I think let's hit it. Well, like, do we want to take down this pyramid first? I can do that. Just hit the fucking hit the MF lodestone. All right. Oh, I want to yell at something cool to cast us. Okay. Wait, cool. before you go, just if you see me again and I'm young and not like this, tell me not to do it. You have regrets. I hate all of it. You look at you. You've spent your whole life <laughs> fighting the von Zaraviches. But you are the vampire, sucking the life out of all. 
you will pay for what you've done in this life and the next. And she grabs her Thunder's Wake and smashes the glass. And you know it's serious because she calls it Thunder's Wake, rolling a stealth, a strength check, and there is a, the glass, not the lodestone. Yeah, I'm going to punch the lodestone. Baston's going to punch gonna the lodestone. You're going to use you're going to use the magical warhammer to smash the glass in front. All right, great. No, that's fine. So Filge takes it and smashes as the crystal window opens and the green pustulant miasma of ether starts to leak Yuck. out. At this point, Baston. <laughs> Punches. Quick, everybody hold on to touch the lodestone or hold hands or something. Yeah, I was going to say that's important. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody, what's Banknote doing? Uh, well, there's already a Banknote in the previous timeline. He doesn't know that. Yeah. No, there isn't. Oh, oh, there is on one timeline, yeah. Well, I guess maybe he can play three characters now. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to my butts, everybody. <laughs> Eat fists, You stone. break your fingers. Now what do you do? <laughs> I've got another hand. <laughs> <laughs> Just punching, crying, <laughs> bleeding knuckles. I'm got a monk. I'm highly trained, yo. Oh, that's a five. Ah, all right, I've got a face. Phil, do you want to go and help? All right, I go smash it with my maul. Everybody put your hand on the lodestone. Wait, Quickly. where are we wishing to go? That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and smash, smash, I wish for smash, peace. a huge crystal, <laughs> crystalline tear in the lodestone as the world starts to unspool. One by one, you are sucked into its light, leaving this light behind, including, of course, Lion Shield Banknote, standing around the lodestone. One by one, the world, as the world spools backwards, you are pulled back with it into the heart of the lodestone and beyond. Back to the age of high old netheril, 1,000 years ago, as you, Bobby, dematerialized best on disappearing knuckles still bleeding filge a little bit satisfied with herself if i'm honest holding thunder's wake line shield banknote disappearing to see what strange new adventures await him the last of course dematerialize is friezo freeze officer still one hand clutching the lodestone as he stares at the hall now broken into the face of Cassus's tomb and as he as he dematerializes friezo casts crown of madness on Cassus. <laughs> And the only person around for Cassus to punch is himself. <laughs> so I guess Cassus has got to punch himself in the face. <laughs> and it is a strange and piteous thing to be born in this, the third age of control, to be ruled over by a mad god who lives entombed forever. Since 900 years ago, assassins injured, disfigured, and drove him mad. He has suffered much, sacrificed more, and wrought more pain still unto those that rule below him, but now in his most piteous form as the miasma of life that keeps him alive, holds him suspended inside never, collapses a strange level two magical spell, compels him, an old man, 1,000 years old, to punch himself in the face until he dies, and Friezo, satisfied that his work is done, dematerializes, for they have saved the city of New Islandar, and as the magic of never collapses, presumably the city starts to notice that the giant ziggurat above it is beginning to fall and will soon plummet down amongst them all. But this is not a problem for the dragon, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Eden Lacey, Simon Griner and Michael Hing. Our Dungeon Master is Dave Harmon with NPC voices provided by Ben Jenkins and post accompaniments by Tom Carty. Shakira Khan is our producer. The podcast is edited, mixed and mastered by me, Hugh Guest, and this episode was recorded at Dave's house in Gadigal Land in the Euro Nation. Until next time. Friendship is forever. Friendship never ends. It doesn't matter what time you're in. You're still a dragon friend. Regrets? I hate all of it. Uh, all right. Let's go back in time. Uh, wait. So, Carsis. <laughs> Why can't we build it any sense of momentum <laughs> and there's no audience? <laughs> wait a Sucking the life out of everyone oh, that in is your town. Cool. Yeah, great. Now, Sucking your own. Go yeah. now you are the one who is the vampire, and you should just. Nope. <laughs> no. Looking slightly <laughs> horrified. I think, I think we got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah, you want another go at that? Never take another run at that, Al. My brain was going, suck yourself up, suck yourself up. And I went, no, 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 no. Something more dignified. <laughs> 